wrestled back and forth between uh, federal oversight and central agency oversight because it would strip the United States of sovereignty, which it eventually did because the United States couldn't print their own money. Um, but moving further in, um, privatization of prisons, that's basically where uh, there is a central agency that is controlling the functions of federal and state prisons. Basically, they have contracts all over the country and abroad. And um, hold on for a minute. And what ended up happening is um, these contracts um, required that the prisons stay full at least 90% of the time. There are currently 48 states that were um, recognized as uh, being contract of having a um, proposal of a contract, but there are only four states they actually have an actual contract where they have uh, they have a 20-year contract where they have a 90% capacity of those private prisons. So that means they have to do anything that they possibly can to keep those prisons filled all the time. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is there is a particular type of question that I must formulate for my thesis, and I was asked to narrow down my question as much as I possibly can um, not that it was too broad, but because they wanted me to focus on something uh, a little bit more specific. So I wanted to know what you guys think about this. Um, I am doing something with private prisons. And I, this, I, at first I initially wanted to cover the two decades because private prison, the, the private prison industry didn't really kick off until like 1980s right around the Ronald Reagan administration. Um, and African-Americans were pretty much, uh, uh, they kind of were at the, they kind of were at the receiving end of uh, the private prison uh, industry because uh, right around that time, it was the war on drug campaign going on in the White House. And they were trying to basically get the war, the, the, the drugs that they had put in our communities, they were trying to get them back off the street, so they say. And um, what um, I was asked to do was narrow it down. So I was thinking that I can focus on one of the particular, uh, one of the four states that actually has a contract with the, um, with the, uh, the two major corporations, if you guys don't know, is the Corpor uh, Corrections Corporations of America and GEO, a.k.a. Wackenhut. I don't know why they changed their name to GEO, but they did. And come to find out, GEO, a.k.a. Wackenhut, is a real estate investment trust. <laughs> they are a real estate investment trust, and they work uh, in the um, – in the private prison industry. And we all know why, because it's, it's a lucrative business. Um, I was also going to um, choose between two focal points, whether or not privatization was increasing in one of the four uh, contracted states based on uh, 
uh, based on uh, overcrowding or um, outsourcing of jobs. Because I don't know if you guys noticed, but being that CCA and GEO are a private corporation, they can outsource jobs because now they have potential workers. They can put these prisoners to work now, and they can outsource the jobs to other corporations. So I was wondering if you guys uh, can give me kind of like some feedback that can kind of help me uh, choose between which one would be a little bit more um, not, well, be not less time-consuming, but which one would be a little bit more interesting. Salam, Salam, Andrew. I I can't really comment on that. Um, because I don't really con- I, I don't really comprehend exactly to the intent. Neither am I uh, familiar or aware of that of that um, knowledge. Okay. So that's something I would have to look into and try to okay. a, a comprehension of. No problem, brother. No problem. Um, brother Vaughn, do you have any suggestions? Shalom, brother. No, not at this point because um, I have to as well do the same research on that as well. And I'll, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, odd. Sorry about that, brother. No, it's okay, and it's so funny because I didn't. It's funny how we both have to do. What are you doing it on private prisons as well? No, I mean, I, I mean, I heard about it and. A little bit about it, but never really paid quite attention, too much attention about it, because I, I know that you've been speaking about it. Okay. But, um, uh, not too knowledgeable about it, and uh, okay, I just want to be able to com- comprehend it, to explain, you know, to enough right. to understand it, and then get okay. a good feedback. Okay. I mean, that's cool. But I also, and even at the same time, if, you know, even though I don't have any suggestions, I'm glad that you guys, you know, it did spark your interest enough to say, hey, maybe I need to go and check that out. Because what you're going to find out, and I might have hinted at this so many, um, maybe a couple of times, is that you, and Priest probably was, not probably, I know he, at some point in time during our real estate lessons, that this, he was trying to get us to see uh, certain aspects of real estate uh, that can trigger into other different facets of economics. And I, once I, when I first um, started learning real estate here, it, I was so intrigued with it, and I began to see different things. Um. I guess you could say begin to make certain connections. And when I saw the correlation between the prison industry or the private prison industry and real estate, I said, oh, wow, okay, I definitely need to do that. So that's, you know, here I am today, and it's kind of got me. It, I've been busy the last couple of days. December 3rd is when I have to uh, give the final product um, and it is my hope that when I'm done, I can post my research inside the university for you guys to read, um, and you guys give as much 
critique as you or criticism as you want. Um, it's only going to make for a better um, it's only going to make for better uh, uh, information. And um, yeah, I, I I'm pretty actually I I kind of just did it for the nation to kind of put us in the know about what's going on with these quote unquote federal and state prisons because they're making money off our brothers and sisters. And they're turning them into bonds. They're, they're, I read something about them being uh, doing business with uh, something called prison bonds. You guys, like, look this up when you get a chance. Prison bonds and look up something called an underwriter. I don't know if you got – Brother uh, – what's your name? Brother Trayvon, you, are you familiar with underwriting? Yes, I, I know that um, part of the mortgage, right? I know it's one of the yeah. titles. Um, I'm not familiar of, of too much of what they do, but um, I I um, I know it has to deal with mortgaging, and probably um, it's concerning. Um, no, I don't I don't I don't remember too well. But I know that it has to do with mortgage. Okay, check this out. Let me put a bug in y'all ear. I was, I've been researching this stuff like since the last couple of weeks, and I'm, I just really wanted to bring it to you guys' attention. Okay, I found this article. There's this guy. He was talking about. It's a matter. It's so crazy because I had said this before. I found the article, but when he broke it down, it was like everything I wanted to say. But I couldn't put it into context. And there's this Caucasian guy, I can't remember his name, and he was talking about how the uh, private aid, the, the private corrections corporations were taking the inmates and they were turning them into bonds, like how the United States government turned us into treasury bonds. Well, that's what they did with the inmates. And how did they do that? When those when the okay, I'm gonna try to say this as simple as I can because when he described it, I understood it, but it may not be understandable to a lot of most people. All right, eventually, when you guys get up to your upper levels, you guys are gonna learn about um, how to uh, how to write a court case or how to file a petition. And when the petition is filed, you're entering a trust account with the court. The trust account. Uh, uh, how should I say this? The fiduciary of the trust account will be the judge. You will be the person trying to enter the account into the, the court. And what is happening is, is when you break a law or whatever, they basically charge you, fine you, and I'm not sure if that fine is going to be uh, go towards that bond, but what ends up happening is they bond you. And then that bond... From what I, I gather, the bond goes from the court to the state, or does it go to the corrections uh, corporation? I think it goes to the corrections corporation. Once it's processed, the correction corporation then sends it to, it's like mortgage-backed securities being securitized. I know you guys have heard Priest speak about securitization. All right, so now you have the mortgage-backed securities going through a securitization state. In order for that bill to be or that bond to actually be uh, transferable, it has to be underwritten. 
So that's when, okay, let's say the mortgage-backed securities. From what I gathered, the mortgage-backed securities have to go through Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Guinea Mae. Those are the underwriters or the insurers. They have to insure the bill. Once the, uh, that mortgage-backed security goes through the underwriting process, it then becomes a performance bond. They basically can sell it as an investment bond. So it, it's going through a legitimate, a, a, a legitimate, legitimizing process from what I gather. So it is being converted. Uh, have you got, uh, you, Brother Trayvon, you've heard of something called a municipal bond? No. Okay, I've heard the term municipal bond here in Savannah like numerous of times, but I've never really seen one. And that's what the investment bond kind of uh, function as a municipal bond. So they're taking those bonds, those prison bonds, and they're turning them into cash, like how the Treasury turns the Treasury bonds into money. They sell them to other investors. That's what they do with the prison bonds. Wow. This uh, 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 private corporation, CCA, they're turning these prisoners into prison bonds. They're turning them into cash while outsourcing them to other corporations. I'm telling you, man, these people here, they ain't no joke. <laughs> they, they are no joke. They know... They have created a crazy system of commerce, and it seems to be working for them. I'm not saying we need to try it, but I'm just saying you guys look into it to see how they're, how they're, how they're, how they've used this debt system to, uh, to deeper and further enslave us. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah, it's sick. I couldn't believe it when I first when I when I got put it in perspective. I was like, "This is exactly what I was trying to say," but I I, I couldn't figure out the process. I didn't know anything about uh, uh the bond market association, or I never even heard of a bond market association. As a matter of fact, I think, and I'm gonna ask priestess just to solidify this. I think like the birth certificates. When they incorporate those birth certificates into a bond, they I think they're going to the bond market association because they deal with all kinds of uh, bonds, surety bonds, all kinds of things. So, man, y'all please, if, if, whatever time, y'all just make time. Just look into these things. I mean, it's crazy, but they're doing it. And um, on that, I yield. Shalom, brother. Oh, Shalom, Nation. This is. Oh, Shalom, Shalom, Nation. This is uh, brother Gavin, Tribe of Benjamin, for the record. Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. Brother Trayvon, you about to say something, weren't you? Yeah, just before I came into another room. Just to um, join in on the fellowship call, there's something on the television about youths, females, you know, going into prison, young youths, and I didn't really get a chance to listen in, but it seems like it's um, relating to what you're, you're, you're going into as far as your study. 
or your research. Hmm. I, I'm actually in another room, and I, I'm just watching through the window a little bit while okay. I'm listening in. And I said, wow, you know. But, I, you know, I can't hear what's going on, but I just... I just I just saw because you just mentioned about your research and what yeah. you're doing. I just saw yes, that on television. Yeah, here's another reason why I decided to do um, privatization or, or uh, any type of research on it. Um, when I started reading up on privatization, um, the Federal Reserve came up a lot. And I noticed something about the presidents. Right around the time that the Federal Reserve was about to be implemented, those presidents were, like, terrified of a central bank. Like, they were actually not so much as a central bank. They were terrified of centralization, a.k.a. privatization, period. Like, it was like... That's like the golden rule that you don't break. Nobody centralizes or privatizes anything. And it made me think in my mind, well, obviously, they must have seen something, uh, a government do it before, and they must have heard about a government doing it before, and they must know that if they do it, this would be the downfall of their government. And it kept making me think, and this is this is not the pretty much like no conspiracy theory, but it made me think. I wonder if our ancestors instituted that same type of practice, and was that what pretty much created the downfall for the Moorish Empire in Europe? Because from what I gather about the Moors from being here in tribes is that they had a commercial center. Just like Washington, D.C. is the commercial center of the United States. I wonder if when we created our system of commerce, did we institute the practice of centralization? And was that the reason why we failed? That was the initial, uh, that was the initial approach with uh, studying this stuff. Because cause I had started reading up on stock markets and all kinds of different things, but that stuck with me. And just paying attention to these presidents, they were just like, no, like we do not want our country to be subjected under a private system of commerce. That's not exactly what they said. I'm just paraphrasing, but it every time I would read in about privatization and hear uh, when I was reading about the Federal Reserve and the presidents were speaking or being quoted, they always were, like, against it. So it made me think, I wonder did they witness or did they hear about a previous government instituting centralization and falling because of it? And so when I get done with this research, or while I'm doing this research, that's something that I really want to try to get into and find out, because I know we're not going to be able to find out everything, but that's just something that intrigues me. Um, and it's something to think about. Absolutely. Um, excuse me, brother. No problem, brother. Brother Andrew, um, brother, what you making mention of, um, it sounds 
very interesting. And um, if I may, I would like to read the definition of the Black Civilization of yeah, privatization. Mm-hmm. Uh, privatization as a noun. After process of converting a business or industry from governmental ownership or control to private enterprise. The act or process of converting a business or industry from governmental ownership or control to private enterprise. Now, um, <laughs> um, but you, you, you mentioned about, um, you was wondering if, that, if, if our ancient forefathers, our ancient ancestors had, um, had these, these, these essential means within the Moors and the things of that nature. And it's funny you ask that, that question out loud, you know. Um, appreciate you sharing your, your, your thoughts, you know, because I was um, reading, I have a, 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 have a book, a reference book. It's actually called Picture History of Jewish Civilization. And I realized that, uh, well, well, you got to be aware that um, many um, researchers, they, they, mis- they mistakenly use the word Jewish to denote to, to instead Jews, right? But um, in that book, it goes into details specifically how um, specifically how the Byzantine Empire had a lot of impact towards the protection of the Jews, as well as they were advocates of the Jews, and how um, and how many many other uh, um, entities were 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 were, were against that. And they were, they were, their purpose was to change over the liberty of the said Jews, mainly so that the Jews, so mainly so that they could be able to take whatever the Jews considered to be valuable and implement it in their own purpose for their own will. Um, so, with that being said. Um, I'm just pretty much saying the same question you asked. I asked the same question last week. Um, I wonder, you know, because uh, usually how it works is the private, the, 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 the private company, the private sector, will make an offer to the government, and the government then, if the government agrees with it, he he finds somehow some way to just run it across to the to the to the consumers. Which all he has to do is just make it beneficial to them in somehow, some form or fashion. Um, when you realistically look upon it in those terms, it's not a right or wrong thing. Um, don't, uh, I can't say it's not a right or wrong thing. But in right. How they do it, in how they Let me do interject, it, brother, because honestly, brother, uh, not, not, not to cut you off, but you were no, no, brother, no. I had that same struggle. The other day, like when I finally understood what it was, I was like, "Is it right? Is it wrong?" I, I didn't know what to think about it. Like, you know, like it's, I don't know. Like it's a, it's a, it, it's one of those things where once you fully comp, well, not fully comprehend it, but when you start to see it for what it is, it's like, dang, you know. 
anybody can do it, but is it a right or a wrong thing to do? And I right. think that's what I was struggling with. But go ahead, brother. I, I right, right. Um, yeah, brother. So that's essentially what I was saying, you know, because um, I realized that um, I realized that that was one of the big fights with, with the whole Christian versus the Muslims. Uh, you know, uh, the, the Christians was trying to privatize many different um, nationalities, including the Jews. And the Muslims were trying to do the same thing. You know, they were really trying to do the same thing. And mm-hmm. the Jews, they were, they were, they were autonomous. You know, they, right. they, they, they made up lived, they made up uh, um, had domicile upon the area, but at the end of the day, they were not subject. Um, they did not make themselves subject um, um, unawaringly. And if they did become subject towards whatever, uh, whether the Christian nation, whatever, that was because of their own free will. A lot of other things as well. When you look at the history, you see a lot of other things. Um, but, but, but going back to what you said, whether it's right or wrong, um, it's, the reason why I was asking that because it's lawful. They've done it. They've done it. They've done it correct. They've done it correctly according to how they stated how they made a public notice. They, they, they told everybody what they're going to be doing. Um, you know, so the, the means and how they did it is 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 acceptable. But uh, the essence, you know, the essence. Um, realistically, if somebody disagrees with the essence, then they have to. Uh, I'm not too sure of these different law terms, but I know they have to, uh, um, I guess, appeal it, you know, yeah. uh, you know, lawfully the same way. You can't just say it or just speak about it how you feel and not actually um, make manifest of what it is in your mental upon paper or some form or fashion, you know. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, and, and, and um, um, one thing that kind of shocked me is that um, of looking in, in, even into the, like, um, the Byzantine, Byzantine Empire, at many times the Byzantine Empire, they had banners, um, bands, um, and the bands were like a public decoration. You know, anybody seen the band with a certain image on it of, of these more, that's like a public decoration, who they are and what they stand for and what they're subjected unto also. Um, I'm not trying to go off track, off track or off topic, but with that idea. Yes, sir. You know, if that topic is, and again, brother, you're right. It's not so much as um, that is a um, that the concept is wrong. It's how the concept is implemented, and and also um, the opposite of centralization is nationalization. I hope you guys did know that. If you didn't, now you know. It's, it's, the opposite of that is nationalization, when something becomes a national um, or something that becomes uh, utilized for the whole nation instead of a particular uh, private company. And considering, not I think about it, considering uh, how organic government is, that is exactly what privatization is. Because at once upon a time, we control several different times in uh, uh, world history. We controlled uh, numerous uh, or uh, vast amounts of uh, 
economies. And from when, and I guess it had looked so foreign to me because I was looking at it from a business perspective and not understanding that business and nationality runs the same course, even though they mean different things, but they do run the same course. Um, I, I just, it's just one of those things that kind of floored me because I was just like, man, they're doing this stuff. But then in actuality, I was just like, anybody can do it. You know, we can privatize pretty much anything um, because we have done it before. Um, but it's all in how you do it. And when I was reading about the Federal Reserve, it was not so much as they were privatizing and centralizing it, but it was who was doing it and how they were privatizing. And they were, and in so many ways, when I when I really look at the way that they were structuring the Federal Reserve, they were really out to get these people. They were really out to chump these people off their money because one of the things I read was that it, well, it made sense, but it looked like you would have been a little bit more considerate. There was this instance where the guy who was telling the story, I think his name was Roger Owens or Robert Owens, I can't remember his name, I think he was one of the guys, a, a senator, if I'm not mistaken. He was going back and forth between Paul Warburg and some of the other people who were involved with the uh, the uh, Federal Bankers Association or something like that. And someone from the Bankers Association, I'm thinking it was Paul Warburg, he stated that you should not give something that you don't have. So if you have some, the only way this non-conditional promissory note is going to take full effect is if we can, we can uh, convince, basically, in so many words, convince the people that we have, we have what they want. Like if the people coming to us, coming to our banks with gold, we can't turn, we can't accept it. Because we can't give you something that we don't have. Because, you know, once upon a time you used to have the gold certificates and the silver certificates, you can use to go to the bank uh, with the silver certificate. It looks like a $1 bill, and they'll give you the actual gold. But they didn't have enough gold at the time. So to, uh, to make the dollar run a little bit more fluently, they had to they – how, from what I read out of the book, the system would only be implemented if it was a panic scare where the government was about to uh, run out of money or something like that. So that would be the only way the system would be implemented. And they had to uh, strip the nation of the gold clause. Nobody can have gold to silver. Well, first it was gold, and then I think it was silver. And that would make the money a little bit more effective because according to that, that book, uh, this dollar, quote-unquote, or this promissory note was a temporary medium. It's, it's not supposed to be uh, – um, it's not supposed to be something that's used all the time. And the only time you can also use it is when your country is uh, under like a – kind of like a war um, 
uh, uh, I guess you can say, uh, instigation of war, if you will. That's the only time that the money can be used. So from what it looked like, and I've read this before, that this country was put into a position that uh, that stated we were in war, and that's what kind of pushed the system into accepting the dollar, quote unquote. Um, but again, brother uh, Andrew, he stated that it's not so much as privatization being bad; it's how they're using it. And um, I tell you, man, they're doing a lot of things that they should not be doing. And from what I can see, if they're running systems like this, like they're running the Federal Reserves, I mean, we're pretty much at that point where this government is not even on the last leg. They're crawling. And it's really only, you know, by the grace of God, somebody ain't stuck on their head yet, you know? So, um I think that's something that, you know, uh, is of great importance considering, you know, we're learning economics here in this nation. And I know that um, uh, this will be important in the future considering when we start to, again, when we start to deal with real estate and we start to deal with our own types of money, we'll be able to know some of this stuff. But on that note, I'll yield again. The floor is open for any topics. State your name on the record. Shalom, yeah. brothers and sisters. Yes, sir. For the record, for the record is uh, brother Gavin. Um, in in uh, in retrospect of what you was talking of, I don't know if you ever uh, heard about the um, the Rothschild family splitting up into the European nations, Western Europe, and putting his sons all over the nations where he established banks. Yes, I heard. Uh, that. Okay, I think that has a lot to do with trying to nationalize the banks within those nations. Like he created the Bank of England, the Bank of Germany, the Bank of France, and uh, the way they backed it, the way they backed the banks, their uh, their assets was mostly everything that they stole from the countries in South and Central Africa when it, when it came to the gold mines and the and the diamonds. You know, and all the different precious metals that they were taking out of those countries anyway, to back these banks in those foreign in those Western European countries. And you know, um, I'm not saying what he did was totally wrong or right. I'm just doing showing you a factor behind how you know you could you could create um, you know something out of nothing almost. And some people use it with the spoils of their war or the spoils of their, you know, the, the, the destruction, you know, to use a monetary, to create a monetary system within their countries and then later on have people work for it as if it's worth anything in the sense of putting everybody to work and, and creating jobs, I should say, and employing jobs. And when the system gets overwhelmed, it crashes because they're still perpetuating the fraud, even though it's thousands or hundreds of years later. So, you know, if everyone looks, you know, look back at the fall of Rome, just like uh, other nations like Babylon and 
you know, uh, uh, you know this uh, this new nation, this new world we're living in, you know, through the new world order, which is capitalism. You know, it's 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 going to have its day when it's it was, you know, it was birthed, and it's gonna one day it's gonna die. So you know, if everyone was to look at it that way, you see what it, the perspective of uh, what what the what the brother's saying now about creating your own monetary system and backing it by something that's going to be more uh, lenient to the most high, you know what I mean? Right. You know what? Speaking of what you were just saying, brother, there was something that um, I, I just kind of like, it threw me for a loop because I know that Priest had announced this like a couple of months ago where he was saying that um, the banks have announced that they were printing money out of thin air. Now, that kind of threw me for a loop. And here's why it threw me for a loop. Now, I'm not saying that they they aren't, you know, telling the truth, but I guess from what I gathered, because they were saying that, okay, from the book that I was reading, this book is like really old. It's like from... It's on archives, uh, uh, online.org, I think, and it's it's, it's kind of old. And they were saying that what happens is you have someone who, uh, like the United States, coming to take out a loan from the international banker. Uh, but what are they going to use as collateral? They're going to use... The people is collateral. So then what ends up happening is now the people have to pay back a loan that the United States government is taking out. See, then the United States have already pledged them as collateral. But thinking about, uh, I guess you could say, them already, the, uh, the people who came up with the uh, Federal Reserve, they created the IRS as well. Now they got to take out taxes from these same people. And these right. the same people who run in the IRS run the Federal Reserve. And I'm thinking to myself, well, there's no way that it could be just keep printing money out of uh, thin air because they got the IRS taxing the people. That could possibly be backing up the loans that they're mortgaging to the United States. So if they're going to be just throwing numbers out in the air and they're allowing the United States to just print, they're probably just picking those numbers out off of estimated taxes that they're probably going to get from the United States public anyway. And that's just something I thought about. I mean, I don't, I guess there's more than one way to skin a cat, but, you know, just to say that they're just printing money out of thin air, it's just, I don't know. Well, you know, the definition behind when you create a monetary system, you have to have something back, you have to have something backing the, 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 that paper, individual paper, monetary system that you're, or if it's, you know, uh, some type of metal, right, going to be stamped and created, or copper or whatever, to represent a number, five cent, ten cent, twenty dollars, one dollar, it has to have something already backing it, right, you know, and we don't have it anymore, which right. is the gold standard. The gold standard has been taken off since the '30s. So, you know, in general, 
uh, it's Reese's, in my opinion, is totally right when he says they're printing it out of thin air. They're creating these okay. bubbles of debts. Because they don't have... Well, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry, brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. You go ahead. Sorry. I mean, no, because they don't have... Every time they... Where's, I don't know. I don't know if you... I mean, I guess everyone already realized that. We're, we've been selling our debt to other countries for years. True. So... Why would we be selling off debt if we had all this money, all this finance, uh, of, of, of precious metals or any other, uh, you know, any other resources backing every dollar that we have? Right. It takes three cents. Well, at one time, I don't know what it is now, but it took only three cents to print a dollar Paperback dollar, Federal right. Reserve note. Mm-hmm. So that means the dollar is less than what it is. If you got to take three cents to, to make it, it's just common sense. That's true. But I think, but they're charging interest. That You see what I'm saying? I think with, where the dollar probably hits its value is they're probably breaking down the interest down into denominations or something. Like, I mean, well, it it is, be, you're right, yeah. It is. Yeah, they're probably breaking the interest down in denominations. And that's where the value of the dollar probably comes from. That's where where it does come from. I'm sorry to cut you, but that's where you're you're correct, brother. You know, and that was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, the only way that that dollar could actually have some type of value if they're printing it for only three to six cents on the dollar is if they're using, if they're backing it with interest. If they're charging interest on that credit power, because I mean and, the and people who I'm glad you brother. just brought that up. I'm sorry to cut you, brother, but I'm glad you brought that point up because, and that is why it's total, totally against the you know dealing with the laws of the Most High, dealing with the Hebrew nation, because yeah. you're not supposed to charge anybody on a debt. You're not supposed to right. collect interest on a debt, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think that's what. And that's, that's and that's why the, and the, I'm sorry to cut you again, but that's why the Islamic nations not believe in capitalistic uh, regulations, the way they implement right. their their power in the world when they when they deal with their foreign interests. Right. I'm sorry to cut you, my brother. There. No, no, you good, brother. I'm I'm I like this conversation. This is awesome. I was, I'm learning something new, but I, I'm just thinking like for them to have this particular type of system going on right now and them privatizing the way that they are. Um, and at one point, they were privatizing water. They were talking about privatizing water, y'all. Really, privatizing the water. And um, it it just pretty much lets me know that we are at a point where everything that priests teaching us has got to has got to uh, start soaking in like it didn't really hit me until last year when I kind of like had my little breakthrough it was just like everything just started to click the real estate is what helped but it's like the more I learned it the sorry I wish I was but see like actually having to deal with it because the stuff I be seeing just turns my stomach it's like how did they get away with this for so long 
And when I started studying this private prison industry, I was like, no wonder some of these black brothers ain't coming home to their uh, kids and their uh, their uh, women because they're getting they're getting hoodwinked in prison. They're getting jacked up with all these years. Now I'm not saying that the prison doesn't serve uh, uh, as a place of corrections or it, it doesn't it shouldn't be there. We need prisons. Otherwise, we have people all over the damn place just committing crimes. I'm saying. You know, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be two sides to it. It shouldn't be an avenue for uh, uh, merchants to uh, uh, make a profit off of someone who they're supposed to be correcting the behavior of. I mean, there's no restitution in that. You're talking about correcting their behavior. You're not correcting them. You're capitalizing off of them. And what does that do to the people who you're making money off of? That really doesn't deter them. That's just prolonging them to, you know, uh, that's just prolonging them and making them more anxious for them, you know, to get back on in the street. And they may, uh, they may be exposed to recidivism, basically coming back through the doors of the prison. But I mean, come on, man! Like, don't don't file, don't don't get your EIN. And then say, oh, we have a corrections corporation because we specialize in correcting their behavior. And then you turn right around and say, oh, I'm about to make me a prison bond. I'm about to make me about 25 G's today, y'all. We're going to sell Montreal. We're going to sell Hakeem today. Like, come on, man. That's not cool. I, I, I'm i not for that. Like, I mean, I, it's just got to be another way. And then... I, I mean, at this point, this VC ain't got no choice since they lose all their manufacturing jobs. I guess that's the only lucrative practice they got now, and that's why everybody hopped on the the private prison uh, train. And they were, at one point in time, they were saying, and this and this turned out to be false. They were saying that Michael Jordan had invested one billion dollars in the Illinois private prison. That's a lie. It was not Michael Jordan, the basketball player, who did it. It was a governor by the name of Michael Jordan who invested $1 billion in a private prison. That's what I later found out. But you got people who who find this is a good way to make money. It ain't up with a stock market. Yeah, hold on, hold on, brother. Um, excuse me, this is brother Andrew. Can you repeat that? So, um, I thought I heard you say it wasn't Michael Jordan that invested in these prisons. Yeah, it wasn't Michael Jordan, the basketball player. Because people were speculating that Michael Jordan, the basketball player, had invested $1 billion in a private prison. And it was not Michael Jordan, the basketball player. It was a white governor by the name of Michael Jordan who invested in uh, the private prison uh, in Illinois. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, you know, of course, you know, people don't really... They make these little uh they make these little memes, they post it on Facebook and then people accept it as true. I was one of them, but once I started doing my research on this, I was like, Okay, I think I might want to clear the L, you know, about this if I get a chance because people are spreading lies about things that they aren't sure of and that's not cool. You know, I won't buy nothing I won't buy anything of Michael Jordan's 
I'm not really too big of a fan of his, but I don't think that they should just be throwing salt on the man just because. This is just not cool because you open you open all kinds of doors for all kinds of speculation. So I just thought I would clear his name, but he it wasn't him as a white governor. But um, that's crazy, man. The floor is open, brothers, and uh, we can talk about anything. Shalom, brother. Um, yes, sir. Um, shalom, brothers. Um, I don't mean to uh, take over the floor, but uh, I just kind of wanted to um, pitch something that I came across sure. from that same book that I was reading, reference book, which is History of Jewish Civilization. And um, I also read another book called, uh, I think it's called Navali, A Contribution to Navali Civilization, something of that sort. Uh-huh. And... Um, one thing that I could pick up from both those books is that, uh, like for the example, the 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 the, the, the now the contribution civilization makes mention that there's a difference between the new those who are considered Nubians and the Chemites. Um, they lived upon the same region, but they had different manners in how they conducted themselves. Um, and and it's very similar to uh, uh, um, very similar to, in a certain extent towards what I read in the picture history civilization. Um, picture history of Jewish civilization. That book makes mention that um, around mid eighth century um, there was the Kagan king. Um, it makes mention of my king Bulan by name. He was the king of the Zaris. Or, uh, yeah, the Tertarians, um, I think I'm saying it, I hope I'm saying it correct. And uh, it says that there was, there was Muslim delegates and then there was Christian delegates mm-hmm. uh, that were sent unto this Kagan, to this Kagan, this, this Khazarian king, his name is King Bulan. And the reason why the Muslim delegates were sent unto the Khazarian king and the Christian delegates were sent unto the Khazarian king is because he had businesses um, being traded between the regions of where the Byzantine Empire was operating all the way far east. So they sent delegates to kind of persuade this Khazarian king to bring his business to the government of either the Christian nation or the Muslim nation. And then the Kazarian king had set up a debate between the Christian nation and the Muslim nation to find out which, the book says religion, which religion is better. And the end of the, it, it said there was a lengthy debate and nobody came to uh, um, a clear distinction, like a clear uh, uh, answer, you know, that was sightful towards this Kazarian king. So it came down to the end where um, the Christian nation made mention that um, the foundation of Christianity is, is Judaism. They they admitted that, and then the and then Muslim even the Muslim delegates also acknowledged that Judaism is better than Christianity. Um, so with that, and then the book makes mention with that being said. Then the individual Kazarian king chose Judaism, and then that's how they got interpreted into this whole, I guess, Jewish thing. 
when you follow history from there. But I'm, I'm making mention of that because um, the fact that the same way how these four different nations came together to try and persuade this Kazayan Kagan nation to use his own finance for their benefit and their gain, it's the same practice continuously happening underneath the sun. Um, it's the same thing happening underneath the sun because um, we, we, we got to be aware that even in the scriptures, even in the law, it makes mention that the Israelites were not supposed to have those who are of another nation do certain tasks and duties. Certain duties they were completely prohibited in doing. Now, I'm not about creating segregation or anything of that sort, but I'm just trying to um, shed some light in a manner where, 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 where a lot of people think it's just racism or, 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 or you know, they just take it like, oh, yeah, most is just for black people, said black people, so forth and whatnot. And um, they don't even, um, many people don't comprehend the essence, you know, the intent, you know. Um, a lot of people just read thou shalt not and just do it. And they don't have no um, spirit to kind of take on the intent. And we are aware that there's certain, you know, we are aware that um, you got to be aware to comprehend things according to how your mind works. So if you don't know what you can intake or if you're intaking too much for your own self, that can be detrimental to your own self also. But um, that 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 kind of that kind of really um, got me because a lot of a lot of a lot of times people read information and they just. Um, don't really look into it. Like how you the whole like I was one of the victims who was I was I was a victim of, of, of thinking Michael Jordan was also fun in the prison industry. The actual basketball the basketball actual set basketball player, right? But um that's that's new to me. You know, and I'm gonna also look into that and I appreciate you passing on on that information. But um um you know, I I, I am watching the C N N news and I remember um, they're going in on Mr. Donald Trump, and um, a quote was said about Trump saying that America hasn't been America since Reagan, Ronald President Ronald Reagan, you know, and um, Mr. Ronald Reagan is known for a lot of statements, a lot of bold statements he has made, you know. Um, a lot of people they want to point fingers and say Donald Trump is is is, is foul for saying the things that he's saying. But at the end of the day, um, me and many of my uh, friends have discussed that he's only saying what's on their mind, boldly and courageously. You know, um, yeah, he has it in his mind state that America should be for um, Americans. Um, um, it said United States should be for United States citizens um, and those who are those who pledge allegiance to United to, to the United States, right? Um, you know, those who take on the faith of what United States upholds. You know, those who take on the intent of what the intent of what United States is seeking. Um, that is. Yes, sir.
That was just interesting, brother. Let me ask you a question. When you when you researched what you were researching in regards to those those religions, was that a like an actual debate or that was just something you read? Oh, um, no, the book actually made mention of the word debate. Um, in the sense it said, um, the kings are king, brought the two delegates together and uphold and, and they upholded a debate. And at the end of the debate, there was no, I'm just, I'm just paraphrasing, but I know the word debate was made mentioned twice in that sentence. Um, but at the end of the debate, there was no clear, um, uh, there was no clear, like precise. I guess I'm gonna do. There was no, uh, um, there was no precision or uh, um, um, clear message. I guess on which liberty is better. And okay. uh, um, when I read that, the very first thing that popped into my head is how. You know, many people would be, many people, Egyptologists, Israelites, Moors, Muslims, Egyptologists, they get into many debates. But at the end of the debate, it's just people trying to make mention of who's better than who, why we're better than you. Mm-hmm. But when you but, but when you watch like, um, I don't know what they call it over there, in Canada we have some call it the House of Commons. When they watch the House of Commons, they have debates. Right. And when they have the debates, they have debates upon bills that should be passed. Bills that right. should be passed. What does the right. bill affect? What does the bill cause? And all these different things. And at the end of the debate, they they come to the bill and they shake hands and they say, hey, buddy, I'm having a party this weekend over in Cottage up such and such. You're invited. Make sure you bring the dog, too. You know, so... At the end of the day, it makes no sense for us to get into these debates and not trying to better ourselves as a people um, for the future's sake. When I say for the future's sake, for the generation to come after us, you know, to kind of get into the, we should be getting into these debates so that we can guard their minds and nourish their minds for what their minds are supposed to be in alignment with the divine mind. But it's 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 um. It's a lot of work, um, and patience is definitely needed. You know, mm. so we, you know, um, you gotta just try and see um, what what is the essence. You know, what what is the essence, and 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 I think one of the easiest ways for that is just for every individual to know what's their duty. And once you before you know what your duty, you gotta know who you are. You ha- it it, it kind of starts with knowing who you are. You gotta know who you are. Because when you know who you are and once you know your duty, then you can't have another nation tell you what's wrong and what's right if they're not coming upon the, the conditions that you're obligated into. I'm glad you brought that little piece up where you were saying where you got to know who you are and... Um, you pretty much have to decide what it is that you need to do for yourself. And the reason why I'm excited that you brought that up because I don't know if anybody uh, uh was paying attention to the uh, news and it was talking about um, uh, Black Lives Matter 
the um, I guess you could say the coordinators for that and Hillary Clinton pretty much had like not a sit down, but they had a quote unquote meeting of the mind. And I could I, I watched it on Facebook. It was really short, and it was the most interesting thing because Hillary, she's not my she's not the most favorite person in the world to me, but she made some serious she it's, it's the message behind what she was saying and I don't know if it I knew that they didn't catch it. They didn't catch it. Why? Because they went there with a they went there with this notion that if we make a certain demand, the United States must honor it. And here is the problem. You went up there thinking that, oh, you're a nonprofit organization and we demand you to stop killing our people and this, that, and the other. Hillary Clinton, she stated, we see you marching, and that's okay if that's what you are going to do. But if that is all you're going to she's like, because what, what are you going to do afterwards? What are you going to do? Like, she kept asking, like, basically, what are y'all going to do? Because if all you're going to be doing is marching, we're going to be back here 10 years again having the same conversation. And it further let me know this government is doing exactly what Priest was trying to tell us, that they were trying to force us to govern ourselves. That's the, the, you went up there, you had to sit down with CNN, the, the, the coordinators from uh, Black Lives Matter. And the guy actually said, so when you went to talk to Hillary Clinton, uh, did you get the answer that you wanted? And his response was, well, we got the answer that we expected, but we didn't get the answer that we were looking for. What you wanted to hear was, oh, we'll sign a, we will sign a bill that will have our people to stop killing your people. Here is the problem. You want to try to be comfortable under these people's house, and they want you out their house. They want us out. You know, like when you're living with somebody, you out, you're welcome. They really want your ass to go. Excuse my French. They really want you to get out their house. That's kind of like the situation we in. They really want us to get the hell out their house. And it's so bad that they're willing to kill us for us to get out their house. They don't want to get rid of the slaves. They just want to be able to control the slaves uh, with the slaves not living with them. And that's the problem that our people just don't seem to understand. Well, that's the problem or that's the reality that they have not come into. They haven't come into the the, the reality that it's time for them to govern themselves. It's like when you live with your mom your dad, they raised they raised us a certain way. Most of us didn't, you know, get as far, but most of us got to the point where we know how to feed ourselves, clothe ourselves. We know that eventually we got to work, we got to go to school, we got to make our own money, so on and so forth. But it got to the point now, you know, our people as a whole, it just looked like they in this, we hate you, we hate you. We hate you and we hate you, but please save us. 
It's like you can't ask somebody that you hate to save you. <laughs> that's a, that's an irrational thinking. And being here is like I had to force myself to break out of that type of mentality. And it has helped me to deal with a lot of things. Some things i just grown numb to because I'm just kind of like I see wh- what the point of this is. You got a choice in all of this. Sometimes it don't look like it, but most of the time we do. We the only ones that stopping ourselves, particularly at this point, because we know the government's about to fall, but they're killing you because they don't have anything else to do with you. And it's like they got upset because Hillary Clinton didn't tell them, oh, well, We'll stop killing your people. We'll sign a bill, this, that, and the other. No, they're killing you because at this time, they really don't know what else to do with you since you don't want to leave. And because you don't want to leave, we'll help you leave. That's the way I kind of look at it. And it's a sad reality, but, I mean, what else are you supposed to do with slaves that don't want to leave and you want them to leave? Um. That's just kind of like what it comes down to. And, you know, hopefully our brothers and sisters that aren't in the nation, hopefully they they find a nation like this or they find our nation and we can help them to, under, you know, come to the understanding that self-government is what they really do need. It's one thing to pick a, you know, picket a, a, a sign and march and scream, you know, Hands up, don't shoot. But it's another thing to turn your back and say, man, screw this government. Who cares? You know, of course, that's a systematic process. It didn't just happen overnight, but, you know, we got to work on it. Someone spoke. I just want to give you a chance to speak. I apologize. I know. I just said, Shalom. I just entered as Minister Bartholomew. You sound just like you woke up, boy. (laughs) No, I just got out of work. Oh, I was like, so you sound like you just rolled up out the bed and grabbed the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you been all right, brother? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 you know, sticking and moving, living yeah. living the life. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can do, man. We were um, we were talking about this uh, Black Lives Well, I, I mentioned the Black Lives Matter uh, video where he, they had to sit down with Hillary Clinton, and I think they were a little bit ticked off that they didn't get the answer that they wanted from Hillary Clinton, you asking the wrong person to save you. I mean, they ain't in the business of saving, not even, not even their own kind. You see, if they're doing it to their own kind, I mean, they're pretty much going to do it to you. But, I mean, I mean that's kind of like what I brought to the floor. Have no you seen thanks. it, brother? No, I haven't. I haven't. Man. Not at all. I know she's been under the fire, though. Oh, by that Benghazi email stuff, or yeah, is that um, what you're talking about? No, um, there was a uh, she. She did an interview with the coordinators from Black Lives Matter, and um, yeah, they they pretty much were kind of trying to figure out what her whole motive of being in the White House is. And I don't know why they really asked her that because it's going to be the same motive that she had when she was uh, running the Secretary of State to do the job of the United yeah. States. 
These our people are man are some of the most dumbfounded <laughs> people on this damn planet, man. It's God, crazy. Man, it, it's so ridiculous, man. It's like 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 they they're going through it down here in Minnesota, man. Like stopping traffic and stuff like for what? Like nigga, you gonna stop traffic and then go go to and then go to work for them? You a dumb nigga. Right. You crazy. Like so what you gonna go and and stop traffic because you think you're stopping Commerce, but then go back and then go punch the clock for them? Like you're doing like you're defeating the purpose. Basically. You're still putting money in their pockets. Yep. How are you interrupting commerce? Quit your mm. quit your job. Love your brother and sister enough to join forces with them. Like people don't realize they would never ever respect us. Because we don't respect each other enough to do business with each other. Well, why would they respect us? Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's that simple. You know, once they see us dealing with each other the way we should be, the whole game, it, it's just like, you know, no one can respect you when you don't respect your mother. You talk right. crazy to your mother, and then you, everyone's going to look at you like, Man, that nigga rude. Like, I don't, I don't want to be around him. He disrespecting his own mother. Right. You know what I mean? But it's the same Man. way. They don't have no respect for us because they know we don't love each other. So there ain't nothing they can do for us. Like, real talk. You know, it's that simple, man. When we start loving each other enough to, you know, quit these jobs and work together, then they're going to know, okay, now we got a problem on our hands. Right. Like that marching stuff, we've been doing that so long. That's, they put up with it for enough time. So then, because we're going to get tired of walking, these dang flat feet is going to start hurting. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, but. Uh, they ain't going to march that long. We'll see. Yeah. It, it, it was just crazy. And I was like I was telling the brothers, they he went up there, and Hillary was just kind of like looking at him like, I see what you're doing. Um, I, I understand what you're doing. You know, you're marching. And you, you know, historically, you have, historically, you have the right, and some other way, you have the right to do what you're doing. But if marching is all that you're going to, like, she's like, well, what are you going to do after that? What comes after the marching? That's what What she asked? Yeah, basically, that's what she asked. And not specifically that question. They looked at her like (laughs) she was stupid. (laughs) It was like. I, and I'm looking at them like, I would think they say, well, I guess we'll take your approach and we'll just go for self-government. They looked at her like, man, you ain't talk about stop killing our people. They will not stop killing you because you don't want to get out of their house. And that's the come to that. I'm sorry to cut you. That's the, that's the mentality of a runaway slave. Basically, that's exactly man. what it is. They don't want to leave. Man. Like, that's... Now we've been crazy. Now we've a runaway child. Damn it. Like, they, Mom, let true. me back in. Damn it. He's climbing through the window. <laughs> I was like, do y'all... It, it almost made me think, like, they really didn't go there to hear what she said. They went there to get their questions answered. It was, well, what we want to know is, what is your platform? Not so much in that fashion, but they was kind of like wanting to know what she's going to do when she get in there. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know why y'all asking her that. That's like asking the devil what he does best. And he's going to tell you, cause confusion, duh. (laughs) 
Didn't you know that? I mean, didn't you read the doc? Did, didn't you read the damn book? That's all I do. Why are you asking me to this? You go through it every day. And you're going to turn right around and ask her what is she planning on doing when she get in. The same thing she do all the time. The government ain't changed because black people getting done down in the street. It, it don't stop because of that. And I think that's what our people seem to, it, it almost, in, in so many ways, it's like insanity. It's like watching, in, it's like watching a, a, a kind of a, uh, uh, it's like basically it's it's insanity. You expect the same. You try different things, but you get the same result. Or you try the same thing, but you. I, I don't know how to say it, but it's like we keep doing the same thing over and over, and we're expecting a different result, but we get the same result all the time. And it's just like, well, y'all marching, y'all y'all doing these power groups, but look like y'all would look at some of these, like I guess you can say these quote unquote conscious groups. They Look far out there, but maybe y'all need to take just the approach that they take. They just be like, man, screw the government. We're going to try group economics. They may not have gotten it off the ground, but that's what their mind is. And our people are just like, well, we want, we want you to stop killing us. Stop killing us. And they're like, why don't you form your own government? We'll start killing you. Why don't you move out of our house? We'll stop killing you then. But as long as you're here, we're going to kill you because we don't need you anymore. And it just kind of broke my heart to see them like that. They they got on the like you should have seen their faces. They were like really pissed because she didn't tell them. Basically, it was like, give me the answer to my problems. Give me and. It was kind of like, why are y'all doing that? They not, they don't care. They, they don't. Business is their life. This is what they do. They make business off of you, depending on them. They ain't gonna change because you want them to change. They gonna keep doing what they're doing. But anyway, uh, it was y'all gotta watch the video. It'll, it'll kind of do something to you. I, it just kind of made me laugh inside, but. It is a heartbreaking uh, situation. We do want our brothers and sisters to get in this mindset that we don't need them. That's where we need to be at. But the floor is open uh, for any other type of topic. Um, state your name on the record. But there is that. Yeah, um, but I haven't, um, y'all, y'all heard, um, I was watching something talking about, um, some divers in Florida. Right. They, um, the United States citizens, and they went diving, and they came across, uh, about $400 million worth of golden coin in a, in um they said that the golden coins came from a ship during the time period of like 18th century when the Philip King Philip the fifth I think was reigning over Spain and uh, the ship was traveling from uh, I can't remember but anyways he died was found this Found his gold, um, four hundred million dollars worth of gold coins. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
Shut up, brother. You you said they found four hundred and something billion dollars worth of gold. Um, million, I believe. Yeah, million. Million. Yeah. Where did they Where did they find this again? In the waters of Florida, Florida waters. When was this? Um, I read it today. I read it today. Yeah, yeah, really boy, they must be really into it now, boy. They they scraping to survive now. They know this government about to go under. They trying to find all the resources they can. Yeah, and, and on top of that too, um, within within the same year, within the same year, within the same year, a family found a million dollars worth of gold in the same waters. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, the same article said that. Um, I gotta find an article. I think I might need to check that out. You said they found gold under in, in the Florida waters. Sounds pretty interesting. I wonder what else is down there. Hmm. Yeah, they, 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 found, they said down they, they found the gold in the ship, and the ship had wrecked. It was like it was like it was like ah. Uh, Eighteen six that sailed and like eleven had been damaged because of a hurricane. Yeah, that's what happened. A hurricane caused these ships. Oh. Oh. Okay. Man. Hello? Well. Sorry about that, my phone had fell. Yeah, they said uh, eleven ships had been damaged in a hurricane. That had happened like in the mid eighteenth century. Um, I gotta try to okay. find out. Um, yeah, when I find an article out, for sure, I'll, I'll pass it on to you through, uh, I guess, Facebook or whatever it means you want me to pass it on. Um. I've also uh, I heard I also heard some information about hello can I can I be heard <clears throat> can I be heard <clears throat> hello say that one more time brother oh no I'm asking if I could be heard yeah you could be heard yes I've also I haven't confirmed this but I've heard that there was um, a female in Texas that she ran a red light and. Um, when she ran a red light, a police officer saw that she ran a red light. She, she went, she ran a red light to pump the gas, and she got to the gas station. When she got to the gas station, the police stood over, searched the car. The car smelled like marijuana. They handcuffed her, and then they were gonna search her. And she told officers that she's not wearing any underwear. It's a, a, a sudden Negro female. She told the officer she's not wearing no underwear. And they still searched her uh, private parts. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, so, I haven't, I haven't read that. I haven't seen it in the news, but I don't know if anybody has heard that. Has anybody heard of that scenario? I think it happened about a week and a half ago in Texas.
Has, has anybody heard of that scenario? Hello? Yes, brother. Yes, no, I, I haven't heard about that yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, 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 at least I hear you. I don't know if um, Minister Cedric, if they heard you. Okay. I apologize. I got knocked off. I apologize. I got knocked off. Brother, you were saying something about them searching the uh, orifice of this woman while she had no underwear. <laughs> Yes, um, she had ran the and to get to the gas station, when she, when she got to the gas station, they pulled her over. Yeah. They searched the car. They smelled marijuana in the car. They said they're going to search her, physically search her. She told them that she's not wearing no underwear, and they still ended up searching her after they told her, told her that. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Why yeah. people put themselves in these positions? I guess, I don't know. It's just the wrong place, wrong time, right place, wrong time. Sometimes we just seem to, I don't know, we just, I don't know, man. I don't even know what to say about that. I just wish that she would have had her underwear before they decide to flush her. Because that's an inconvenient situation. Absolutely. For her, you know. Man. Mm-mm-mm. What a time we live in. But, um, yeah, man. Yeah, um, over here, right now, is elections. Oh, I, um, I know it's elections. I, I, I know it's elections over there as well. Um, well, it's, it's not yet. It's, it's coming to that. Uh, okay. It's not necessarily elections. It's kind of like they're um, running for president uh, or running for, uh, 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 I guess you could say running for president, but not so much as the election process yet. I think that will come probably like maybe next year or something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We have, um, in Canada, said candidates also running for prime minister. You guys are presidents. We have prime minister in here. Um, okay. Pierre Trudeau's son is also running for um, trying to hold the seat of prime minister. A lot of people don't like him because of the tasks and the things that he's trying to accomplish. He's trying to um, he's trying to uh, take the funds of um, take the funds of the take the, the the taxes from the citizens and use their tax money. To aid the fight and putting a stop to ISIS, um, he's trying to also cut down the child benefit income, child benefit finances. Like every month, a, um, a child under the age of 18 will receive a certain income by the government over here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he's trying to do a bunch of things. Um, but I know a lot of people, they, they disagree. Well, I, me, um, I know first and foremost, 
that Israelites ain't supposed to be voting for any president, king, or anything of that sort. That's not for their government. That's not trying to seek to accomplish the essence and glory of the Most High Almighty over here. Right. So um, a lot of people won't like Trudeau and so forth and whatnot. Um, but I want to make mention of this because a lot of people hate the fact that Trudeau wants to take the taxpayers' money, these citizens' taxpayers' money, and use it to fight against ISIS. Right. They're upset with that, but at the same time, they just don't want to do nothing towards ISIS because they feel like the problem is not affecting them. And if you ask me, that's real selfish. Um, because even though we're not in the Middle East, that still does affect people that are over here, over on the West, regardless of whatever nationality, liberty you might be living out. Um, it does affect, it does cause an effect. Because um, nations do business with other nations. Nations in the West do business with nations in the East. And if there's a problem over in the East, then that means my business that I operate in the East from the West is being corrupted by this problem. You know, so um, I just thought I just want to make mention of that. Um, I you. Yes, sir. I wonder, you know what I always wondered? You have these governments who are trying to, quote, unquote, stop ISIS or they're trying to fight, um, uh, or they're trying to stop ISIS, I guess. That's what you want to call it. And it's been reported that they um, have been, uh, they, they created ISIS. Just, I mean, it's no different than creating Israel. Or the state of Israel. Let me just make that distinction. The state of Israel. And it looks like, you know, when you said that the prime minister wanted to tax, wanted to take the tax of the citizen and try to stop the um, reign of um, ISIS. And I'm thinking to myself, how are you going to try to convince us that you're trying to stop something that you created? If anything, it looked like you're trying to take the tax dollars to fund them, and you might be trying to fund them indirectly because you might be trying to you, – you could funnel that money. You could have created an alternate program or an alternate uh, – or a private – you could have contracted with a private corporation, just like they contracted with the CCA, and funnel the money through that particular – uh, private agency and let them send the money to ISIS. Who knows? They do it all the time. And that's how I was just thinking, like, you know, they try to convince us that they're doing so much against, you know, these terrorist groups and all at the same time. You've been training them and you've been funding them. So, you know, look, it look like this. All their lies that they've been telling is like really gonna come back to bite them in the behind because they made a mockery out of them own selves. It's like you, if you can't tell one line, keep up with it. Don't tell a lie. I mean, it's really, it eventually it'll come back to bite you. Considering that it's so public record, you know, I think they get so lousy and trying to quote unquote take over the world that they forget 
you know, that the stuff that they're saying is on public record and eventually it'd be used against them. So I don't know. Um, I mean, ISIS is really probably one of the least is my concern because, I mean, at this particular point, I mean, who knows? Y'all probably been dealing with ISIS before y'all been dealing with Osama bin Laden. And they probably just came up with the name ISIS. Who knows? I mean, but um, I don't know, man. That's insane. Uh, I just hope that, you know, the people there in Canada uh, can wake up and see the same thing that we see here in America. You know, that these, uh, I guess you could say that these quote-unquote governments um, have been pretty much duping their citizens and believing that there is a government when there isn't, you know. Um, Hopefully that'll be the case. Other than that, um, I yield. um, Anybody have anything you need want to share? It can be anything in particular. Brother Andrew, um, question, has anybody heard about CERN? C-E-R-N? I've heard a a great deal about them in like the last, I don't know, man. I've been hearing about CERN for like the last couple of months. And that's only because this is no disrespect to that sister, but this sister, she's kind of bugged out. Like uh, she's in like, like, she's so obsessed with aliens. You will believe in aliens, but you won't believe in the Bible. You won't believe in God. And I'm just kind of like, okay, you've never seen an alien. But you've probably seen the Bible your whole life. And I'm just kind of like, okay, that's fine, you know. But um, I've heard a lot about CERN. Um, I've heard um, uh, uh, Brother Azim have posted some things on Facebook about it. I mean... I don't honestly. I don't really know what CERN is. Do you know? Like, what are they? What what exactly do they do? I'm in the Axisine that. I just never got around to it. Um, in details, in details, I'm not too sure neither. But I know essence of it. Um, it can be um, the essence of it is it can be. Um, I think it kind of is limitless to a certain extent. Somehow, some way. Some tools and equipments and mechanisms are able to uh, 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 um, cause two different, um, like, like a chain reaction, a kind of chemical reaction, which which, which ends up opening up some kind of portal to a, a different dimension, um, where they can, in a sense, in a sense, really, what it does is opens up a black hole. But they want to try to open up a black hole to try and create a new, a different dimension you know, to, to to go into the to the spirit world or something of that sort. That's what I was. That's what I remember hearing from the video uh, of 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 the scientists that were operating and orchestrating this certain project. But as in how it op- how it works, I'm not I'm not exact exactly sure. Mm-hmm. That's just so funny, man. Like you got these, you got these people 
I guess they couldn't stop it, you know. Um, they couldn't stop at the comers. They had to go and try to create the Tower of Babel all over again. And I just think it's kind of funny how we get to see the exact same thing that happened in the Book of Jasher. We get to see the exact same thing now with these particular people here. And the fact that it, it, what's kind of crazy is that they're kind of new to to the whole commercial game. They managed to do a lot, don't get me wrong, but they just seem to fall, like, right back into the same trap that Nimrod, according to the Madrish or the Book of Jasher, I guess that's what you want to call it, seem to be falling in that same trap, like, it's like if you don't, like they say, if you don't learn from your mistakes, you're bound to repeat them. And that's kind of like what pretty much happening with 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 the with these Romans. Like, I don't think they're going to see they, I don't, they definitely don't, I won't say they don't see they end. I guess it's more, they gotten to the point that, well, we're going to make a name for ourselves. We're going to be somebody important. If we ever weren't, we're going to make a name for ourselves. We're going to say when they write, when they read the history books, they can say, "Oh, they conquered the whole world. Oh, they overthrew the whole world. They even went out of space, quote unquote, or they even went through a black hole." So what? I mean, it didn't profit you nothing because everything that you created turned from sugar to crap, you know. So I don't know. Um, uh, hopefully they don't find I, I hope they find what they're looking for because <laughs> um, usually that's what happens <laughs> so, I, remember, I remember uh, individual one of the chairmen of uh, I guess one of, when he was a chairman he was a chairman for I guess an organization that was funding the project or he was a chairman for an organization that was putting together all the scientists um, that are around the world, the, the, the wisest scientists around the world to orchestrate this project. And he was saying that, um, yeah, um, with this being done, we will be gods. Um, we will be gods. And if you don't agree with it, you're entitled to your own opinion. Um, we're not asking you to join or, you know, support us or anything of that sort. And you don't, you don't need you. You don't need you to support us if you don't want to. But if you think, now this is his words. But you think because you disagree with us that you're gonna stop us, you will meet trouble. That was his words. So. Um, you know, um, this scripture makes mention for Jacob. I, for Jacob, have I loved and Esau have I hated? We have to keep in mind that that was all because of the spirit that Esau had possessed, mainly what it is. So um, that same spirit, it don't go away. Um, it just passes on from one destination to another destination, just like the wind. You know, throughout all these generations. So we we, we gotta be aware of that can't be getting upset physically and and, and, and wanted to um, you wanna you wanna try and bash down the government or you wanna go pick up guns and go shoot and 
that doesn't make more sense because um, at the end of the day, all those battles have been tried before, and they started and ended at that. And you can't, you can't go to, you can't go to a war fight with a battle mentality. That are you. True. Yes, sir. Oh goodness. Yeah, man, it's just been, it's just a lot um, that we're going through right now in this um, in this world. I think overall we got to start accepting certain types of realities, and I think that's the one type of reality that a lot of us don't want to accept is that we are our biggest we are our biggest stumbling block. And some of us don't want to come out of that because we built we built kind of like our defense mechanism on it. It's kind of like playing the victim all the time. Like I'm ain't gonna lie, but I I kind of get like I'm kind of over it now because I know that eventually we we can do better. I mean, it's really not stopping. There's not really anything that is stopping us from doing better now. And you know, that's that's just um just one of those things where we definitely need to um we we have to come to terms with or else we're gonna fall under. Um uh, I know one of the things that we definitely need to work on there goes the video. I apologize you guys. I I, I see the video again. Uh, there is new video has emerged from inside a tense and uncomfortable closed door meeting between Hillary Clinton and members of the Black Lives Matter movement. In this very candid cell phone video exposing the fracture between the Democratic presidential candidates and one of their core constituencies, eyewitness news reporter Alex Michelson with the video everyone will be talking about tonight at 11. Oh boy, why I don't know that. Never mind. That's a waste of time. We definitely have to start getting more and more into um we have to definitely get more and more into learning how to uh or just learn about different aspects of government. Um and why they do the things that they do or why, you know, it this year or this semester was the first time for me ever really learning not so much about uh, government, but more so about, like, public administration and um, private corporations, learning the difference between the two, even though we study corporations here and private entities here, but going into depth, it makes me study more. We need to learn a little bit more about that. I know that it can help us. Um, it definitely can help us when we're starting businesses because then we would know um, how to structure certain agencies, you know, um, to do certain, uh, get certain things done when it's our time to run our own government. Um, that's the type of mindset that we should be in, not just here in the nation, but just period. Um and they can only because it can only make you a better person. Um, 
I agree. Yeah, it really can. Um, one of the things I did, uh, one of the things I did experience over the break, um, was this, this. I guess you can say, kind of like I went back over my old notes and just kind of like looked at some of what we discussed in our previous classes that I know that I, I should have been studying before, but I guess, you know, now was kind of like the proper time to do it because I I, I kind of get the material, uh, understand the material a little bit much better um, in regard, and I guess you could say businesses and stuff like that. And, like, I was thinking, like, in these uh, I guess you can say, like, in these little elementary schools or these middle schools, the one thing I noticed is that they, uh, once upon a time, they did uh, have economics in the schools. They don't even have that anymore. Like, half of the kids don't learn economics, um, I would say, here in Georgia or in Savannah until they get, like, to college. And then they don't even learn, like, like basic they'll, they'll like for instance, we just instituted a, a non-profit organization class on campus. I was thinking you should have, you guys should have been had that. Then they just instituted the public administrations class, which is something they should have also been had. But again, they don't teach that in public schools. They only teach it in you know the colleges and the private schools. And I was like, you know. Hopefully, it'll come a time where we'll definitely be able to do that, you know, with the influx of people that will probably be coming in soon. And I know the reason why I was bringing this up, I know I was jumbling around with my words, but, you know, you guys will all be teachers too, and eventually it'll be, you know, conducive, you know, to look into uh, a lot of other different things regarding government because, it's going to come a time where you definitely need to, uh, uh, I guess you can say, you're going to be able to have to teach someone else this stuff, um, and it's going to help you. Um, but more so, I just wish that the people outside the nation would get it too and see that we definitely need, like, a business-like mentality because I ain't going to lie, like, that crying to that government crap, that job, like, burns me up. <laughs> it really does. But on another note, um, it is 8.46. Um, I just want to throw the time out there. Um, the floor is also open. If anybody has anything that they want to share at this particular moment, um, it doesn't have to be anything in particular. It can be... Um, Anything you can talk about what you you're going through on your fast, or anybody had an ego um, journal that they want to share, or something like that. Um, feel free, you can put it on record. Is everybody is everybody here, or is everybody going? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I, no, I ain't got nothing to share. 
Oh, matter of fact, I do have some issues. You gotta forgive me, um, Nation. Um, you gotta, you gotta forgive me because I'm, I'm currently right now uh, on the road and loud out of traffic. But um, one thing, um, you know, brother Cedric, you was made to mention that you went back into and you know read read reread what you first learned. Um, me, what, what, what it is that I have done, I, I, um, I, I realized that uh, I was, you know, getting a lot of, uh, getting upset a lot, uh, a lot quicker, losing my temper a lot quicker, and I also remember, uh, I can't remember where I read it, I think I read it, yeah, I read it in Dr. Lena Africa, African Elizabeth Health book, let's mention that one shit is very detrimental towards the said black people because it has a tendency to make... When these children are being fed white sugar from young, they have a tendency to make them lose their temper real quick and not even uh, have them to gravitate and, and comprehend whatever information that is being bypassed within their mental, you know? So, me, what it is, what it is that I have, and I had um, tried to get more in tune with my inner self, um, control and being controlled my breathing. Um, meditating, yeah, after reading a certain scripture, after reading a certain psalm, or a Zachariah, or something of that sort, I'll try and meditate upon it, you know, make myself to be, uh, make myself to be clear-minded, and then have myself to be filled with, like, uh, the natural elements, or, like, uh, the wind blowing, and stuff of that sort, because, um, it allows me to be more in, uh, 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 at peace, no more, have more patience with, with what I need to have patience and so forth and whatnot. So that's just my journey that I took upon myself. And um, it helps a lot because um, a lot of times, you know, um, uh, a lot of times I'll be reading scriptures and I wouldn't even be thinking of food. You know, it's like I'll be filled with, with the scripture alone. A lot of times, um, meditating, I'll even forget. I'll even forget how to breathe. You know, because um, it's so um, focused on breathing the right way. It's like um, what, what, I'm so. I'm not trying to go into detail too much, but I, like there's a certain way in how you breathe while you're meditating, and you're. I end up just so focused on how how they breathe, they just forget about how to actually breathe. So you're breathing a different manner than how you would regularly breathe on the way, if that makes sense. But um, that's just my journey that I have and I'm going on through. And I you? Yeah, I also found it best to uh, drink a lot of water. And I've been visiting the Juice Man. Uh, Juice Man helped me out. Uh, he helped me out. Uh, yeah, juice my damn shit helped me out a lot. Yeah. Um Brother, are you eating? Me I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm eating, yeah. I, I wanna eat Okay, I just wanted to make sure uh, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I know you know, we we are, you know, trying a uh, different type of fast where we do eat, you know, one meal a day and I just want I didn't know if you knew or not because I know you said it you know, drinking delivers and I was just like, I wonder if he know he can eat as well. Okay, so I just wanted to run I just wanted to know if you, you know, knew that brother. But I'm okay, as long as you as long as you're doing that, as long as you're keeping down your liquids, that's good, brother. I just you know, 
that's always just kind of my concern. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Because like I don't say I'm really a juice man. A juice man, um, he, he makes juice from scratch with um this cucumber or a sour sap leaf or something like that for it, and um. You don't have no sugar to it, no milk to it. So yeah, um, that be helping me out. That be helping me out. Um, and I think water too. And at the same time, I don't even eat. I usually one time I only eat twice a day. During the time, I'm very, right. um, I, I, I'm very thin. Or, or, you know, I'm very skinny. You know. Um, but I guess we fall in the same category then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, 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 now. Y'all, y'all yeah, I'm getting it in. That's a blessing, man. That's a blessing, man. Are you going to come with the Hey, man, no, no me. No me. No me. I used to call myself a dinosaur, man. I used to call myself a meat eater. All meat. Nothing on the plate but meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, right. I feel, I feel good, man. Everything feels good. My stomach feels good. Right, right, right. right. You, you actually, you actually, you actually can, act, you can actually like feel that inner sense coursing through your body. You more feel it mm-hmm. in comparison to when you eat meat, where it's there, but you wouldn't feel it because the meat will have you sluggish at that many times. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, but. Something really unique is happening with the elimination elimination of meat. Like man, I'm like, man, I think I'm getting more so- softer and gentle in my in my nature, man. And you know, I like, I don't I, I never say what. No, 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 no. That's not me. I, that's not, that's somebody else. And it's crazy, like. Like I think that like I think that meat eating stuff, man, man, gives you a savage mentality. Like, and I just like I don't know. It's changing my <clears throat> man. My spirit's been changing a lot. Like just the way I see things, and just a man. I don't know. Just like I smell meat, and it smells disgusting. Like it's just like my it's man. like my nature is changing, man. I don't know what's going on. But that eliminating eliminating that meat, man. Like man, it used to smell like someone crawled in me and passed away. Oh wow! Like <laughs> man, that meat is just horrible, man. Yup, that's right. And 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 we gotta keep in mind. You see, um, that's why I'm gonna cut you up. Uh, but I don't mean I don't mean cut your conversation short. But but that's why we have to um be aware of of of, of the essence. Like we gotta try and seek of the essence of. Of what it is that the most I require within this love, because remember the animal sacrifice and the Passover, that's us spiritual first and foremost. You know, we 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 was never supposed to be eating meat, just to be gluttoning. That was all spiritual because you raising this animal from a baby, you nursing right. it, you shedding, you showing the animal love, the love of the most high, and then you gotta take the animal's life 
his, his physical life for a spiritual beneficial towards the most high and with yourself and with your spiritual self. So, you know, you are in me uh, and not having no knowledge of, 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 of the lifestyle that the animal had to go on through. And and, 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 the, and the devastation and the trauma that, that the animal had to go on through while watching his other family members getting slaughtered. And then you take it on that same spirit, unawarely. You know, that, 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 that's dangerous. That's detrimental to an individual's mental. And that's why I agree with the art when the brother said, um, Bartholomew may mention that, you know, you become savage, you know, because many people eat swine and all kind of beef and these animals are getting butchered. They're getting they're they're, they're, they're having they're having a many of them are having a genocidal murder happening upon them, you know? So yeah. you eat all these animals and you don't know what it is these people are doing to get these animals, how they get these animals and how they kill them. You know, how they murder yeah. how they kill them, you know? Yeah. Hey, I, man, I got to cut you off back now. Just imagine, man. Just imagine this. You got a, a, a pen of, let's say, let's say cows, right? Or chickens or whatever we eat, you know, that meat. And they running from whoever's in there. And they just snatching them, flipping them over, tying their legs up. Man, just, just putting that fear in them. That's where culture comes from. They putting that fear in them. Boom. They slicing their throats. They hitting them. They doing all this stuff. Boom. They slaughtering them. They, like you said, they raised them from they, when, when they were babies and, they, and pre- to prepare them for a massacre. And that's what you're eating? Hmm. That's what you're eating? That is crazy. Like, they're running around like this is not a game. They know. They saw their brother or their sister get get pulled out that pen and never come back. You think hmm. they don't see that? Hmm. You, know, they think, you think they don't understand that? And they get slaughtered, and then they package that up bloody meat, and you just cook it and you eat it, and you don't think it do something to you? Hmm. It don't matter how man. It, don't matter, it don't matter how clean you clean that meat, man. It still had that feeling exactly. just for the act. Well, yeah, no, I'm just going to like that's what culture. That's what they try to achieve with the whole culture thing is to find a way. But if you go on YouTube and look up kosher slaughterhouses, they got a machine. They'll put a cow right in this position, and they got a machine that just oh, slice their throat. Oh, man, it's crazy, man. Man, it's crazy. Man, that's crazy. To do that to an animal and they eat that, man, you think that's not going to do something to you spiritually? Just you knowing mm. that it's going down in that fashion is going to mm. mess you up spiritually, period. You, you know yeah. that's happening to them? Yeah, man. It's like, And so it's like, literally, man, I just feel like the more, like, I, I guess, gentle just being gentle towards just everything just I, that has kind of occurred since I stopped eating meat, man. It's like I feel like a savage man kind of kind of left the, left this realm. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it because it's crazy. Like, I feel better. Like my body feels better. My my like like I said, my stomach feels better. I'm not putting all that in me. Mm. And then that juice and stuff is something else, man. I don't know if it's y'all, man, but when I juice, man, I feel tingles through my skin, my hands. Like, do y'all feel that? 
What was that last thing you said, Ark? You put, you said again? Like, well, like when, when you're juicing, you got all your vegetables in there, and you juice it and turn it into oh. juice and you drink it. Do you feel yeah. like an instant rush in your body? <laughs> <laughs> like the damn cocaine or something. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but man, man, my skin gets hot. Sometimes my face gets a little red. I'm not having an allergic reaction. Like, man, I'll be spilling this through my body, like, instantly. Like, it's like going, like, the nutrients are going straight in my blood or something. I don't know what's going on, man. So. You know, I, I'm just enjoying this um, this vegan lifestyle, and you know, all praise to the Most High. You, I, uh, I retreat, Sister Tiffany, y'all helped me to get to where I'm at right now. So I, I'm very blessed, but I'm enjoying the feelings that you get from you know, like not eating meat and stuff, and having vegetable-based diets and stuff like that. that stuff is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, you know, um, when you when you when you can juice your vegetables, man. Oh man, I remember I had a juicer. I don't have it no more, bro. But I, um, when I have my juicer, man, oh my goodness, I would wake up five in the morning. I'd go to work at eight. So I work at eight. I wake up four, sometimes five, just to like work out and then just drink my juice. You know, man, it was it was nourishing because. When you intake, um, sorry, um, yeah, when you intake, um, like, like, like vegetables and, uh, foods and those stuff, and it goes direct, like, you intake it in the mouth, like, liquid form, anytime you intake something underneath your, you want something to go directly to your veins, the fastest way is to put it underneath your tongue. That's, that's what I am aware of. Yeah, you know? I've heard that. Yeah, so you actually do get that, that, you know, you get that, you get the full vitamins, you know, you get the full vital minerals, you know. Man, that stuff is crazy, man. I just been, I've been experiencing some, some real weird stuff, like just cleaning up my body and stuff, man. It just like, like don't make sense, man. Mm-hmm. No, no, man. I, I, you know, I. It makes sense. I just haven't really, you know, really put the time and really studying what's going on. So I'm pretty sure I can find the dialogue somewhere. But yeah, man, that that eliminating that meat, man, that feels that feels so good spiritually, man. Cause we know, man, we know they ain't doing nothing, like nothing kind to those animals from from the from. Man, they don't even let the animals have sex. Man. They let the let the damn male animal get his rocks off. You know what I mean? They don't even let the animal get his nut off. You know, they they, they, they inject it into the woman. Like, no way, you're not having yeah. sex. We're just taking your stuff out your stuff and we inject it in her. They're like, damn. Like, yep. like, man, y'all so cool. You got to be a savage just to be, like, if I had a farm, man, I would just do vegetables, man. I wouldn't do all that, that meat stuff. Man. I wouldn't even have it. I would, I would let the ant- that's crazy, man. It, you know it, what I mean? It, it is. You know, you're absolutely right. What's even more uh, drastic is that, you, you know, we following right after the symptoms of what these animals are are, are, are facing, you know, because the, let me just keep in mind that these different nations, according to Psalms 80, I believe it's Psalms 82, they study the Israelite nation, so they know the characteristics 
and and they know the things that that, that they know how they know how to plant seeds in, in in many of our areas, and have us looking at something that has no value, and we thinking it has value. So then they know to set it off in an advertisement and those things of that nature, and have us say, ooh, ah, and at the end of the day, it ain't nothing but vanity, you know. So we market ourselves based off of what they tell us is good. Based on they tell us, based off of what they tell us is fashionable and desirable. You know, sad thing, but um, as the saying goes, you are what you eat. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm prepping myself to start making a lot of babies at 50 years old. That's why I'm gonna start <laughs> making all my babies. <laughs> <laughs> People <laughs> gonna be tripped out like man, this dude crazy. Fifty, <laughs> I'm going to war. Trust man, we have I'm gonna have like ten of them. Watch, y'all gonna see. Hey, hey man, you gotta do what you gotta I'm, do. I, I gotta be nice and healthy because I'm having intelligent. I'm having I'm having kings and queens man coming out of bed. Right. That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. There's brothers and sisters. Um, I don't think there's any sisters on the line at this moment in time. But if there is, um, I'm gonna be exiting this car at this moment in time. It's been my honor, uh, my pleasure speaking with you, brothers. Um, I appreciate very much so because um, you brothers are, 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 are adding um, fuel. You know, all with the spirit on the more side. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Continuously. That being said, brothers. Shalom. Peace and love. And as a matter of fact, I also have to uh, be leaving well because I have to start working on my paper. I've, I don't know who's going to be on here. Um, I don't think any of the brothers are going to be on here afterwards. I, first and foremost, who's all left on here? Because I, I haven't heard from uh, Gavin, Brother Gavin, or uh, yeah. Brother. Yeah, I, I, Gavin is still here. Okay, um, brother Trey Vaughn, are you still here? Shalom, brother. Yes. Okay. okay. I just wanted to make sure you guys are here. Um, are you guys going to be on here, or are you going to be exiting pretty soon? Well, I'm going to be exiting myself as well. Okay. But I'll I'll be, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably get off too, man. You know, I got, I can find something to do. So that's all okay, because I, yeah, because I, I, I really need to like get into my uh, research project. Uh, just so not unfortunate. Well, it is unfortunate because I was a little bit speed on, but um, I gotta go ahead and take a whack at it. I guess um, we'll meet back here uh, Thursday, uh, next Thursday. And um, right around that time, I think we should be pretty much at the close of this month. And um, hopefully everybody will be ready uh, to resume lessons. Um, If you haven't, uh, make sure you're reading your scriptures. Please, if you guys get a chance, read the book of Jasher. That's a beautiful book. And... It, also, when you get a chance, just go back in your real estate lessons and kind of go over that. That way, it can stay fresh in your mind. Because I know it's like I know how priest is; it'll come back up. <laughs> so, um, save yourself the trouble. 
and make sure you're going over because I uh, I know he's going to bring it back up pretty soon. Um, with that being said, I guess I'll see you guys next week Thursday. I love you, brothers. Shalom. 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 Shalom.